Hey, welcome. I'm your host, Gregory Ricks, a financial advisor here to answer your questions and help you win with your money. And I'm your co-host, James Parker. On today's episode of the Ask Gregory podcast, we're going to talk about what to do with inherited assets. We're going to talk about what to do if you inherit precious metals, if you inherit cash, if you inherit land, if you inherit stocks, what taxes are going to be due on it? How do you invest it? How could you turn it into income? We're going to hit it from all these angles, and we have a complimentary download waiting for you covering some of this info. Go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 53. This is episode number 53, so it's gregoryricks.com slash podcast 53. Laura in Metairie, you're on Winning It Life with Gregory Ricks. How can we help you, ma'am? Well, I've been wanting to call for a while, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I have a relative that's going to leave me about $1.2 million, and I have no idea what to do with it to set it up so that that is my retirement. Okay, they're going to leave it to you, but they have not yet. They, they haven't yet, but uh, it's, I'm actually scared to get it because I don't know what to do with it. Okay. So do you know how the assets are in place now? Is like Well, most of them are in CDs with my name and her name on it. Does she have a but, will or anything for clarification? Oh, yeah, that's all. The will, everything's done. Like I know 100% those funds come to me. Most of them are in my name already, but they're in her name, and so I don't do anything with them. I don't touch anything. Okay. Um, and she lives off of the interest it makes, and I'm kind of hoping that I can set it up where I can actually have that money making more money without touching the principal, if that makes sense. That is going to go through succession and be transferred to you. You're, it, it seems like you're titled on most of the accounts. So this is going to be probably a pretty easy process. She has a will if there's any clarification on anything. $1.2 million. Let's simplify it. Let's round it to it one million. It might be a little bit more now, but okay. I, I, I'm not sure. Well, one thing about yeah, it let's, is... Let's simplify it and just say a million. Honestly, I always kind of state 4% income and inflating it for inflation over time is going to stress the assets. So if you're comfortable with okay. a little bit less income off of it, it will work even better for you. But we're talking okay. about somewhere in that neighborhood. So Laura... What type yes, of sir. income are you looking for from this? How much? Well, uh, honestly, when you said 40000 a year, if, if that would be supplementing what my husband's uh, Social Security is when he retires, that's actually not bad. Okay. I gave you a 4% number because we, we have a bond strategy that's doing a little bit better than that. But with that, it's, this is just a teaching moment is... You don't have to be over risky or anything. And we believe in blending. And I, I think conservative wins in the long run. So we're good. Anything else I can help you with, Laura? No, I think that's it. But I do think I need to come talk to you. <laughs> yeah, come see us. We're going to be around. That's what we do. We're there to help you. Peggy in New Orleans. How can we help you, Peggy? Yes, I'm just trying to figure out. I have a lot of stock that I inherited from my parents. And um, is there any way for me to sell that stock and pay less or pay no tax to it? So I would imagine if I sell the stock, it's going to be considered ordinary income and I'd have to just pay tax. Uh, okay, so let's go back a little bit. When did they pass away? 
Uh, mother in 2001, daddy in 2005. Okay. Now, th- did mother inherit all of that stock from her husband? No. Okay. No. No. They had, they, years ago, they had both bought stock. Well, here's what you have for each of them. There's a step-up basis for the stock. So, meaning when he died in 2005, if, and just, I'm going to give a hypothetical number. If he bought that stock at $5 a share and it was worth 50 when he died, those in, who's inheriting it, if that's you, you stepped up to that $50 value. So if you sold it at 50, there would be no tax. It's the same situation for your mom on death for her. That stock value okay. is stepped up to the current value. And if you sold it, it is not a taxable event if it's non-qualified after-tax account. Stocks have a step-up basis and real estate. So if they've had a home that's being left to others, one thing you need to get is an appraisal on that home right now. If she's leaving a paid-for home or just leaving a home to you or somebody else, an appraisal gets you that step-up basis on the real estate as well. Larry and Purvis, you're on Winning at Life with Gregory Ricks. How can we help you, Larry? Yes, sir. Uh, my father passed away and left me and my brother some land, and uh, they valued it $750,000, and we've got it for sale. And uh, I'm hearing all kinds of stories about inheritance, uh, about you don't have to pay tax, you got to pay tax, you got to pay this much, and I'm really wondering what's, you know, what I've got to do. So how long ago did you inherit this land? Uh, he's been down a year and a month. Okay. When did you get it appraised? Oh, about six or seven months ago. Okay. So that's kind of in ballpark, but typically when you're inheriting property, real property, like real estate, in in the case of this Uh discussion, you want to, you know, knowing that's going through succession, oh yeah, you want to get an appraisal done on it to kind of set that value. So on the 750000 value you have, how much are you asking for it since it's We're for sale? We're asking seven uh, nineteen. Okay. Well, you're selling it less for, than it was appraised for, so I would bet the appraisal wouldn't be much different than a year ago when he passed away. So right. in, in that sense, what you have at death on that, if that was passed directly from him to you and your brother – you get a step up basis. Your dad could have paid fifty grand for that back in the day. It's worth seven hundred and fifty thousand now. That is the he step. paid five thousand for it. Okay, <laughs> well, I wasn't far off, but he in the fifties, and actually, it was fifty acres then. Wow, you know, he sold uh, thirty acres since then. Wow, but the land out there in the county where I live is just. It's sky high. Well, congrats on that. Thanks, Dad. But what you have is a step-up basis in value. It doesn't matter what he paid for it. It's the value at death is the step-up, okay. and that's what you inherited at is the value that it was appraised for at death. So if you sell it for 719000 you and your brother split it. You do not have a tax bill okay. on that. If you were to sell okay. it for 850000 yeah, you're going to have a tax bill on the gain above the step-up basis. Same thing works okay. that way on Any stocks, above too. Appraisal. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where you are. I, but make sure you, you man. make sure you use a uh, CPA, do your taxes, make sure all this is done and in order so you don't get one of those notices two years later that something was missed. But, okay. um, but that is the rule. We have step-up basis. Well, that's great. That's great. 
I listen to you all the time, and I thank you so much, sir. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that story. Thank you, Larry. Let's talk to Doc in Pearl River. You're on Winning It Life with Gregory Riggs. How can we help you, Doc? Hey, thanks for taking my call, guys. I was left by my grandpa uh, a fairly large amount of silver, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to liquidate it. Is it is the only thing you could do is take it to the we buy gold and silver places or... Yeah, there's variations of that. I have discussions time to time. Look, you can buy that stuff and hold it in exchange-traded funds. I'm just not one that that should be one of your asset classes. That's with a question mark at the end. Should it be? Had a discussion recently about somebody wanting to uh, select another investment. I kind of look at their balance sheet of items and i said you know this gold stuff is still pretty good price range historically and so not at its highs any longer but still historically is at a really good price now if you were looking to maybe choose where from your balance sheet do you go do this other real estate investment maybe you pick from there and you know what the pushback was yeah, this problem you told me about this a long time ago is, yeah, now I got to go find somebody to sell it to, and they're going to charge me a fee for doing it. That's Yeah, that's kind of a problem with that. Cause, uh, and depending on where you hid it or provided it securely, and it was, uh, you know, so if it's not at the Federal Reserve, which it's not. Right. <laughs> so where did you put it? A safe in your house? Under the bed, I doubt that. Or a safety deposit box. So then you've got, where did I put that key? And then you've got to go there to get that gold coins or whatever it is, bullion out. Ingots. I like the, the In, technical yeah, word that shows up every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, I like ingots. that. Ing, get those ingots out. Then you got to take them somewhere to who's going to buy them. And is, is this a price shopping? It could be what, well, depending on the fee and the spot price they're going to give you. So it's not that simple. It, it, it looks and feels really good, but it's not that simple. Or you could choose to buy through somebody and they'll tell you, well, we're, yeah, we're holding your gold for you up there in New York. We, we have facilities right next to the federal reserve. It's safe. I, I don't know what they're telling you, but it, it, that would sound good. And are they really holding it? You don't know for sure, do you? Have you been up there to see? Yeah, that's your go. See your name on it in the corner over there. It's your your bar. Well, Gregory, I got this uh, right here. It's a certificate of authenticity, so it must be real. <laughs> it must be since you have <laughs> that. So, And then they're going to charge you a fee for holding it there. So you had to buy it from them at, at their spot price, they paid you, charge you a fee, then you, they're storing it for you. And so then it goes back, why did you buy it? Then you've got to get them to sell it. Now, if it's an IRA and you're holding gold, well, it better be U.S. minted coins. And then said, so, well, my IRA goals in my safety deposit box, hmm, I might not would let the IRS know that you have possession of your IRA money down the street. So be careful with that might might would blow up that IRA because you're used, supposed to use a third-party custodian for that, which means that's being held by another party being actually holding your gold. 
there's so many other asset classes you can use that would be less complicated. Why why do we have to take money and do super complicated things with that? Let's do Mike in Covington. I recently inherited close to 300000 in cash. Currently, I have roughly 200 in a little money market that's not making anything, maybe a 1%, 1.5%, um, just trying to keep it liquid. I do have, uh, I guess you could say, I'm, I'm very new to the investing world, but I, uh, I do have it diversified, I guess you could say, a little bit, and uh, did buy a $70,000 condo, which is making some money in Biloxi. I do have twenty grand. I would say in a growth fund, a PDRGX uh, T Rowe Price fund. What would you suggest with the the two hundred or so left over as far as the future goes? What is your age, Mike? I am forty five. Forty five. What is your retirement window? Because the reason we have money is to generate income. So I would say ultimately you're looking for income from these assets. So what is your retirement window looking like in your mind? I would say the next 10, 10 to 15 years at the, at the very most. Okay. I always think of inherited money as special money because it, it, it represents somebody else's life's work that they've turned over to us. And what we want to make is good decisions with it. And ultimately, I would think of diversifying it and not put it all to risk and stocks. So once again, blending is where we'll want to be. So Mike, you do kind of sound a little risk averse. Is that correct? That is correct. And uh, I know you can't have your cake and eat it too, but I would like to see a little liquidity as far as being able to have access to that money. Uh, as of right now, I, I have about $100,000 annual salary and I do have about 20000 in a 401k through that, through my job. Um, I also have a I guess thirty thousand dollar emergency savings savings account. So I'm 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 pretty set up as far as day to day life, but I, I I just don't want that two hundred thousand just sitting there doing nothing for me. Right, and that's one reason I always suggest blending is depending on what your goals and objectives, what your risk tolerance is. But you know, when I talk about my fifty fifty strategy, I I think of blending money in in three asset major asset classes, and and I like stock ETF indexing. So I want to be in in indices there with uh. With regard to the stocks, I like bond ETFs and I like fixed index to get growth. What I want is balance, and I and what this leads us to, and some people will prejudge or or have hate for stocks or hate for fixed annuities. But what we're trying to create is the cycle of financial life. So you have a rotation that, for the most part, all something's working in your favor to keep you moving forward. And a lot of times people are inheriting money and more people are going to inherit money in the future. There's going to be a huge transfer of wealth the next couple decades. And so once again, we go to making good decisions and the, and inheriting money like this is like a catch up for you because you don't have much in your 401k doesn't sound like a lot saved but all of a sudden you've got a boost right here to bring you forward and when you kind of look at your next 10 15 years out for starting retirement you know you're just looking at this block of money could potentially double twice in that period with good decision making 
What do you think, okay. Mike? Okay. Uh, I, I love it. I just, like I said, I'm, I'm set up for right now, and I'm good day-to-day life, but I, I just I, I don't like having 200000 just sitting in a bank. But at the same time, I do like the fact that if I need it, if anything drastic were to happen in these strange times, I have it available. And always we would keep in mind liquidity options because you can't never tell what's going to happen or need to change in the future. So hopefully this helps you, Mike. And uh, Mike, as well as others, if you're wanting to reach out to my team during daytime business hours, and that office number is 504-832-9200. It's GregoryRex.com. Thank you, guys. All right, that's going to about do it for today's episode. Thanks for hanging out with us and learning a lot about inherited assets, cash, land, stocks, metals, where to put it, how to invest it, how to grow it, what are the taxes, and how to turn it into income. We have a complimentary download covering some of this info waiting for you. Go to gregoryricks.com slash podcast 53. This is episode 53. So if you want to learn a little bit more about this and have some notes you can walk away with, gregoryricks.com slash podcast 53. Yeah, if you're needing help on something like investment planning, estate planning, you know, the guided planning system that we do is uh, income planning, just start with a 15-minute conversation, 504-832-9200, GregoryRicks.com. Gregory Ricks & Associates is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management, Gregory Ricks & Associates, W.J. Blanchard Law, LLC, J. Heath & Company, and Mortgage Gumbo are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Annuities are insurance contracts designed for retirement or other long-term needs. They provide guarantees of principal and credited interest subject to surrender charges. Annuity guarantees and protections are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurer. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Gregory Ricks and Associates is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute legal or tax advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Gregory Ricks and Associates. We are winning at life with Gregory Ricks.